you know, when my son was born, I really thought about what do I want to see him as a human being? What kind of man do I want him to become? And I would reverse engineer that. So along the way, I'm instilling things in him. Here is living proof that solo dads are amazing. Today on the Solo Parent Podcast, we're talking with Kevin Halon Jr., founder and CEO of the Halon Corp., of Offstream Entertainment, and creator and CEO of Life Skills Preparatory. Kevin has raised a son whom he homeschooled and who works with him at Offstream Entertainment. He's an amazing dad to a sparkling preteen girl, and he was an integral part in the founding and development of Solo Parent Magazine. And he was raised by a solo dad himself. He's been in law enforcement, he's developed major websites, owned several successful businesses, and has counseled many business owners as they work toward realizing their dreams. In this episode, Kevin speaks directly to the single, divorced, widowed, or military dads out there who are raising incredibly resilient kids. Hey, Kevin, how are you? I'm really happy to have you on the reboot of the Solo Parent Podcast. Well, thank you for having me. I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm good. I'm so glad to hear your voice. It's been ages. Right, right. Way too long. Way too long. I mean, I'm having you on this show because you're one of the most devoted dads I've ever met. And we met back when I had this idea for a solo parent website back in 2014. And you were totally on board with the idea. And I wanted to have you here because I wanted to talk about why you're such an advocate for solo dads. I mean, it's a big part of your life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, that's kind of how we connected was when you were, you know, coming up with the concept. And obviously, it spoke to me very directly. And being a, a solo dad and someone very, very, you know, dedicated to making sure I'm raising my children as well as, you know, seeing other dads out there raising their kids. So, yeah, I've definitely been a, an advocate because it's very important that, you know, fathers are, you know, a really strong factor in the household. There's so many things we bring to the table and can contribute to the upbringing of our kids. And not to discredit any mothers that are out there, there's phenomenal mothers, you being one included. We just know that we bring a skill set that can bring such a great balance to our children. So, yeah, so I'm definitely, definitely, you know, devoted, dedicated father and absolutely advocate for the dads. Well, and you also were raised by a, a strong dad in your life. Mm-hmm. And, and I just feel like he was such an influence on you and your siblings because I met your sister. And, and I just know that that experience shaped who you wanted to be as a dad. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, you know, it's kind of like I, I didn't know any other way. You know, all I did was look up, and every day I saw my dad doing everything from nurturing us to disciplining, you know, to creating structure, and our education was really a priority for him. And it wasn't really different for me growing up when I saw, you know, other you know other peers having just their moms and no dads around. I, I only knew my dad to be there. So when it was my turn, you know, and to get out here and have my own children, I was like, this is just what I'm supposed to do. This isn't something. So when I would get pat on the back, oh, wow, you know, you're such a great dad. I'm like, I didn't think there was any other way. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, that's what you set that foundation for us. Well, and you can see it because it's a full, like a full thing for you. Like the way that you, you know, your daughter's life is, your, is part of your life. It's such a huge part of who you are, you know, you really identify yeah. with being connected in, in her world and with Kev, your son, you know, you've been there all the way with them. And, uh, yeah. just, 
I don't know. There's such an immersive feel of the quality of your parenting. And, and it was really admirable to me because I, you know, I didn't necessarily see that as much with my father and, and that generation where, you know, they were working and they come home and, you know, it's like there were roles where that, that were kind of prescribed and, and you kind of crossed over uh, for me to teach me about what dads could, you know, what could look like to have have that dad figure for my kid, you know? Yeah, no, you said the perfect word was immersive. I mean, it was, it's not really, I go to work and then I spend my, my time and my career and then I turn that switch off and I come over here and do a dad. It's from the time I open my eyes to the time I close my eyes, you know, my kids are part of that entire journey. So there's no, you know, stopping going. I don't have a there wasn't really a lot of, you know, you know, I was married, obviously, so I didn't have a, a wife in the household to help out. So, you know, it was just all, everything was on me to just jump up and, you know, whether it was cooking, cleaning, you know, having conversations, reading books, um, doing homework, going outside to play, going to soccer practices or games, martial arts, you know, training with them. It was just a, a part of it. And, uh, you know, I've been blessed enough to have a very flexible career and, making sure my career stays flexible, you know, there's plenty of opportunities that could have taken a, where it was going to, you know, pull me away from being the devoted father that I am, I would turn them down just because I, I couldn't have a lifestyle where my kids weren't immersed, right. you know, in my, my, um, my everyday journey. Well, and that was something that we talked about when, when we were developing Solo Parent Magazine, when you were, you know, being an incredible advocate for, for that vision was one of the benefits of being a solo parent is that you do have this experience that is like come to my world you know like you have you're not sharing decisions with anybody else you're making all the decisions your kids know they're not going to be able to play you against anybody they know what they're going to get and there's a benefit to that and you and I were trying to flesh that out a little bit when when and you know advocate for that when we were starting solo parent magazine yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's definitely. Uh, I mean, that is that's good, and I, I definitely don't discredit any any households that have you know two parents. I think it's it's absolutely phenomenal to have that balance. When you when you are kind of in a situation where you're raising your children prim- primarily, you know, as a, a single dad, when they're in a household and it's only myself, we have to play a different role. You know, there's definitely a lot of traits that we have to pick up. You know, as a as a father, you know, we, we kind of were known to be strong and disciplined and structured, but, you know, I have to pick up some, a lot of nurturing traits. You know, I tell my kids, even my, my son is 23 now, and as soon as he sees me, he hugs me, kisses me. You know, I tell him I love him when we leave, like this is natural for us. And same with my daughter, I mean, he jumps in my arms and, you know, I'm, I'm daddy, you know, you know, to hers. But it required me taking on different skill sets because I couldn't just be one-sided. I had to definitely open myself up and say, okay, you know, I have to be the mom sometimes too. I have to sit down and say, okay, daddy, sorry for getting on you, but you know, you really needed to understand, but daddy had to get on you about that. Right. <laughs> so so when, usually as we hand that off, dad can just walk in and say, hey, you guys stop doing this. Blah, blah, blah. And then the, the mom steps in and says, daddy really loves you. It's okay. He's just getting on you, but so I have to play both roles, you know? Yeah. <laughs> You know, I, I'm in a blended scenario where I do have a wonderful co-parent and I'm blessed with that. And, uh, 
But I still find Shout out to Pat. (laughs) (laughs) I know. He's a saint. But I have to play both roles still, you know, because I have to be the disciplinarian because he can't come in and all of a sudden be the disciplinarian when I've been doing that all along. And and it's it's just interesting to see how he has to sort of fit in with with the universe that we've already created, you know, and and that is not an easy thing to do. No. And it's good that you understand that. It's, I think it's very good that you understand it because you, you create a better relationship. If he had to step in and play the quote-unquote dad, then he doesn't have the time that, that you had to build trust. Trust is everything with, with children. And so they got to trust you. They have to trust that you love them. And even if you're walking into a blended family, it takes time to build that trust and, and let them know that I love you. So anytime us as parents are disciplining our children, where it's, you know, we're telling them they do something or why they need to do it, they understand that this is coming from love because they trust that. But a step parent coming to the picture, it's very important on us to make sure we set the foundation so they don't have to feel uncomfortable with that because it's going to disrupt the relationship that he can have with your daughter. But if you understand that ahead of time and say, look, I'm going to set the foundation. I'm going to do disciplining. I'm, I'll take care of this part. Let you guys build your relationship. And yeah, you know, maybe in you know, teenage years when you really need that time with them or later in life, they're going to have their own relationship that was established with trust and love because he's been there, you know, and, and now she understands who he is as, as a person. But it's very, very important for us as, the, you know, the solo parents to set that foundation so they don't have to step into the, the picture very uncomfortable and making the situation difficult. Well, now I'm thinking that there's some stuff I would have done differently. <laughs> That's the question I was just going to ask you, <laughs> you know, because we, we, we did try to have a blended thing and, you know, a little bit of share some roles, but I think having that mm-hmm. conversation to say, Hey, these are the things that are still going to stay the same with you and me. And here's what Pat's going to bring. So mm-hmm. I think there's time for reset, but, but in your role as a dad with your two kids, and, and they have a couple years, you know, they have a little bit of years between them, and I know things have changed, but would you have done anything differently if you were doing it all over again? Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, of course, I, you know, I think we, anytime we're raising kids by ourselves to some extent, we want to, it, it would be great to have a partner in, in the house doing it. You know, the concept of that is is phenomenal. But as far as, me directly with my my children no i mean i think i've been able to i've been very conscious of of what i wanted to instill in them you know and as you know me as a kind of a solution architect i tend to you know reverse engineer so i've always you know my son was born i really thought about what do i want to see him as a human being what kind of man do i want him to become and I would reverse engineer that. So along the way, I'm putting, I'm instilling things in him, you know, so that way he can turn out to be the man that, you know, that he is now, which is, you know, and not to say as my own kid, but he's, like, he's just a phenomenal guy. I mean, even if I didn't even know the guy, I was just like, man, he's just a really, really good guy. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, I, I've, I've given so much time, so I can't say, you know, a lot of the, the areas people regret is like, I wish I gave more time. I've, Definitely been dedicated in that space, you know, definitely a lot, a lot of love. You know, my, my son, even as a boy, he was a, I was the only one he was affectionate with. I mean, even as his father, he, he'd run to his mom or aunties. 
he, he would lean into him, but with daddy, arms wrapped around, kissing on both my cheeks, you know, like, mm -hmm. <laughs> he just loved his daddy, you know, and, and uh, obviously my daughter the same way, so yeah, definitely a lot of love, a lot of, a lot of trust, a lot of respect. So, yeah, no, I mean, I don't, I mean, maybe travel with them a little bit more, mm -hmm. you know, maybe, wouldn't say anything in particular. I'm not to say I'm some perfect parent. Just on the spot, I can't think of anything. <laughs> well, I love, I mean, I think the answer, when you say you've reversed engineered it, like that gives a lot of insight as to the big picture planning that you actually did, like the thinking you put into it, the intentionality, right? And a lot of parents don't think that you need to make a plan for parenting, that you just kind of do it myself included, you know, I, I trust my instincts a lot. And, but I think it's, I think it's really important to have an end goal in everything we do. Right. Uh, and parenting is, is not yeah. an exception to say, I want this kid to fulfill her dreams or I want, I want him to be, you know, the kind of person that, that I want, I want to be. And we do, we have a big part of shaping them, you know, big, big say in that, but at the same time, ultimately they end up being who they are. Yeah. But we know as, as you know, being parents and adults ourselves, you know, the, the most influential time in our lives is our, our childhood. And I think it's so important as us as parents to have, to have a plan. I mean, it's amazing how we have a plan to do everything except parenting, you know, like, well, and that's probably the most important, most impacting role we can play in this entire world you know so if we you know we make a plan if we want to go on vacation we make a plan if we want to you know run a business what's the first thing they tell you get a business plan together well why are we not getting a parenting plan why are we not getting a plan that's going to kind of orchestrate this direction of our, our children's lives it's like it's extremely extremely important so for me yeah it was definitely about big picture you know having a plan in, in place and exactly what i wanted to instill in him why i wanted to instill in it and and things along the way, you know, I, I could see like, okay, here's that crossroad. This is, if I make a decision going left, it's, it's going to take him away from the plan and the path that I, I have envisioned for him. But let me go and stick with the, you know, keeping them to the right. And, and then, yeah, just stuck with my guns. And even with certain things that I've light up on a little bit more than with Kat, because she is my, my mm -hmm. princess. Uh, <laughs> so she gets a, Way with a little bit more, but it, it, that's even that's by design. You know, I want her to. You know, I, I don't. I've never yelled at her because I'm not. I don't want her being comfortable with the man mm -hmm. yelling at her. So when there's any time of situations that come about, I, I sit her down and talk to her because I want her to get used to that's how she communicates. You know, if there's an issue, we, we talk about it. We'll take a drive, whatever it is, and we discuss it. You know, Kev was a little harder, and hey, boy, get your butt in that room, do homework. Right. You know. <laughs> so. You know, but I needed him to have thicker skin, you know, because he's going to have to deal with the world very different than the way my daughter has to deal with the world. So, but yeah, definitely big on, on I having a plan. I, I'm, I'm going to, we're going to hear more about this. And I know, I think I've got some ideas percolating. So um, you're going to hear from me on, on some of these ideas because I, I really, really like the way, the way that plays out, you know. And, and to see the result in, in your son who... I know a little bit. I've worked with him, and he's just pulled together. He's confident. He has a quiet confidence about him. He doesn't need to, you know, show who he is. He knows who he is. I just, I, you know, hats off. So uh, it's working. 
whatever it is. <laughs> Your plan worked. Yes. Um, <laughs> but what would you think? Yeah. I mean, technology is different now than it was when Kev was even little. And how would you say that it's different mm-hmm. raising a kid now? Um, do you find that technology has played a role um, in a different way with than with Kevin? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But I think being that I come from the technology world, I think it, I've embraced it. So I don't go against it, you know. And I, I have seen parents where they try to keep their kids and the generation that we grew up in. Like, no, go out and play. No, go out and do this. But their engagement is different. So, you know, for instance, with the, the pandemic going on, um, technology was mm-hmm. my best friend. I mean, it was, like, incredible. You know, she was having, you know, little... Netflix parties where she would get on the phone with all her friends and they'd watch a Netflix TV show or a movie together. They were FaceTiming all the time. I mean, yeah, I mean, group chats would be like five or six of them in a, in a room together and they're, they're playing their, their toys, their dolls, or, you know, playing Roblox games together. We can all join in one room and start playing. So you know, technology, like, is just incredible. I can imagine if we had a pandemic in my generation, we would like have lost our minds sitting in the house for a year and couldn't, couldn't go outside to play. Right. And, you know, we would literally be sitting right. here by ourselves. It would have been awful. So, so yeah, technology is, is huge, huge in our household. We have all the gadgets and, but yeah, I've, I've just embraced it. You know, I think it's a part of their generation and I don't, you know, try to keep her away from that. I want her to you know, definitely engage in it as much as possible and, but still create, you know, keep balance, you know, where she's still, face to face with, with you know, with her friends going to school and, you know, birthday parties and play dates and things of that nature, but definitely incorporate a lot of technology and in, in how she's been coming up. Yeah, I have a friend who has four kids and she was worried about how much screen time they were having. And it's something, you know, we talk about in my other job at Common Sense Media and how much is too much and the pediatrician just said, you know, during this particular period, during this pandemic, don't worry about it. Rules don't really apply. This is what they need to do to interact yeah, with, sure. with their friends. And, you know, I still get my kid outside and we happen to have a neighborhood where kids can, you know, run around and do stuff. But but that is her lifeline. I mean, I mean, I hate to punish her by taking her her connection away. And they're saying, don't do that, you know. But what do you do, like, for consequences? Like, if if... Eleven year old, ten year old is being, you know, yeah, contradictory, <laughs> like disrespectful. Like, yeah. what, what, oh, what's yeah. your method? Yeah, there's. I mean, I've never spanked either one of my children, so I've never used any type of discipline that required that. But I, I have a commanding presence as well, so I think that it definitely helps because, you know, daddy doesn't really appear to be the type of person you want on the bad side, you know? <laughs> so, so they don't really, they've never, neither one of them have ever gone to that space. But if it's something I would, yeah, I would definitely take her, you know, her devices away. I'm big on that. You know, I'm big on making sure that the kids have something that they cherish. So that way, if they do get in trouble, yep. you can pull that away. So whether it's a cell phone or a tablet, you know, a book, it's a, you know, a video game system, you know, you want to have something that they can connect to. So, so that way, you can pull that should they, you know, get out of line. And, and every kid does it. I mean, my, my daughter, she's a lot more open and expressive than my son has been. So she'll tend to slip up from time to time and forget right. who she's talking to. Um, I don't know. It happens in our house all day long. <laughs> hey, I mean, hey, hey, girls, 
girls are different. Yeah, you yeah. know, they have a whole interior world that can be mysterious, right? But it's weird because we, we need yeah. that from them. You know, we need them to be this expressive. And because I, I don't want I don't want my daughter to grow up and be in a situation to where she feels like she can't express something that's going on. And especially with all the, you know, the, I mean, you have even Olympic teams that were yep. dealing with, you know, molestation and grown women that are dealing with yep. sexual harassment. And so we have to, we don't want to silence our kids early to make them feel like they can't right. express themselves. So it, it's a, such a balancing act with that. But at the same time, you know, we have to recognize you know, what's being, what's being, you know, expressed respectfully and what's not. And, and that's, you know, just as parents, we, you know, we have to, you know, we have to raise our kids. This is just part of it. So when they slip up somewhere, we, you know, I'll, I'll let her know, Hey, watch, you know, watch your tone, watch how you're talking to me. This is what you're saying wrong. This is what you're, this is how you should be saying it. And she's okay. I'm, I'm sorry, daddy. You know, and if it's anything where it went too far, then I'll have to go in a room, sit in there and think about it. I'll have to write paragraphs, you know, about, what she did wrong, how she could mm. do better with it. That's always been really important. And, and, and I'll have her, you know, after she gets done with that, I'll have her sit down and read. And when she gets done with her book, you know, write a, you know, um, basically, you know, what you just read about, give me a synopsis of what you read about. And she'll come in and at three, four pages long. And she's telling me the whole story. And, um, and she's good. It brings her energy back again. And she realized what she did wrong. She doesn't want to do it again. And yeah, and that's pretty much it. And if it ever got further than that then yeah we definitely take any devices that, that she's connected to I'm like all right no talking to the friends today because friends tend to have a pretty big influence on how kids start projecting yeah, towards us that's too. true <laughs> you know? i'm like i'm yeah i'm not little james father remember i'm your dad <laughs> so we're, we're a little that's different here right. so you got to make sure you understand well, and the what they consume on yeah. you know social media and and on shows and stuff i mean they're getting modeling from that and which is i i tend to be a little bit more concerned about that than like you know maybe some other other things but i i really you know having been a tv reviewer saw how the modeling can happen where these kids are taught to speak disrespectfully to their parents on shows and to disregard yeah. their presence. And I'm like, yeah, we're not going to watch those shows because we have enough challenges. <laughs> you know, we don't need that influence. It's like having it's like having a friend over who you don't really want to have over. But, I, yeah. yeah. No, it, it's awful. It's awful. I mean, TikTok, you know, they, that's huge because there's, there's, no, there's no really filter in those, those um, videos that are coming up. So, but it's their world and it, it's hard to... And it, it's so rapid. I mean, no matter where they turn, I mean, even Disney movies, That's you have right. to keep an eye on. I mean, it's like ridiculous how, how like, there's just no filter as it used to be when we were growing up. You know, so what, what I've done is I'll sit down and watch it with her and I'll pinpoint, you know, what, what are things that she shouldn't be, you know, following. Because I, I just realized that I can't, I can't keep the, her from the world. The world's going to be here no matter good, bad, or ugly is still going to be here and it's going to be in front of them. And they, as these kids are growing up and getting older, they're going to have even more access to to the world and the good, the bad, and the ugly. So when there are things that that I see that that's out there that's bad, I try to teach her early to understand the difference because I can't really shield her from that. And especially as a father to your daughter, I would love to shield her from everything, but that's not going to... The world's still going to be here and it's only going to get worse, unfortunately. So you know, have to be able to get her acclimated to 
what's good and what's bad. So even if you know she's watching a TikTok video, she's passing through it now. Like, oh, daddy, they were saying cuss words. Oh, they were kissing. Ugh. You know, she, so she's doing that stuff herself because I'm sitting down with her saying, okay, those little girls shouldn't be cussing. No, they shouldn't be 10 years old wearing right. that much makeup. Right. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, so I have to teach her that myself so that way when she sees it, you know, she walks away from it herself rather than, you know, if I try to hide it too much from her, then now I'm going to, I'm kind of glorifying it to where now she's going to like go after it as soon as she gets of age. Like, oh, I can't wait to do this because it's been held right. for me for so long. So I'm just kind of like, well, let me just embrace the ugliness of the world and show it to her so she doesn't have to, you know, race at it when she finally comes, yeah. comes out of it. I, I mean, I think that's time well spent, you know, because they know that they have a uh, a partner or you know in their media world that they can always come to and say hey this made me feel weird or they can identify how they feel when they when they consume media and that's what happens i mean they consume it yep. it changes that literally changes their brains you know yeah. i'm in a situation yeah. where not exposed to that much because i don't know she's in a really small school and doesn't have you know, we're not in LA, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like things go a little slower here. Right, right. Um, and she, I'm going to wait for her to ask for it. You know, Roblox is where it's at for her right now. And like, that's fine. Okay. You know, but I want, I don't, I don't know if I want, I, you may not chat with strangers. Like that's not, that's not a choice. You can chat with your friends. We you can't chat with strangers. And, but, you know, when she gets there, when she asks me, and that's something some teachers have told me in the past is, you know, kids are ready for something when they ask for it. You know, that's when they start to get mm-hmm. curious. You know, don't necessarily open the door before they're ready and and say, here you go. Your friends have this. So I want you to have it, too. You know, if they're, if they're interested, they'll ask. And I think spending time with them on, you know, social media and teaching them that stuff, being side by side, having stuff to talk about is like super, super healthy. And it is, it's such a different world, you know, yeah, than sure. we, we are kind of the ambassadors of this world. Cause we're the ones who grew up like the internet. It was brand new, you know? Right. So this is the first generation of this huge, huge amount of information that they're going to access, be able to access for good and bad and ugly as, as you mentioned. Yeah. Right. We're going to have to like wind it down because I, I could talk to you for hours as you know, and, and we do, and we did. And I guess I'm just kind of wondering, was it purposeful for you to stay single? I mean, was that something that was part of your plan or was it just like, okay, you know, because I like the freedom and I want to be a parent. I want to be, a, you know, I, I don't necessarily have the time and space for this or, you know, is it, was that, was that a lifestyle that you have had decided on? Or is that just like fate, um, like you haven't found the person? Kind of a combination of both in different times of my life. So, I mean, early on with Kev, yes, um, I definitely was purposeful to be single. I had no desire to be in any type of relationship. I didn't get into another relationship, I think, until he was like 10. And it was just, you know, my focus was running businesses and, and raising my, my son. Was a, I felt that was the only capacity I had at that moment. And then I kind of accidentally got into a relationship and was like, oh, okay, well, maybe this can work, you know, doing yeah. both. Um, so. Yeah, so as I, you know, and that was a little different because, you know, she's my, my daughter. And so I'm just very, like, you know, very particular. She's only met one woman outside of her mother you know, okay. her entire life, and she just turned 10. So I'm just really, really particular in that. And, you know, and your standards change a lot, too. So when you're 
you're dating and you're looking to be in a relationship, you, you know, you're definitely keeping in mind what's going to work for your right. children too, not just yourself anymore. Because what might work for you is not going to work for your kids. Even personality wise, oh wow, she's wild and crazy. Well, I can't bring that home <laughs> to the daughter, you know. <laughs> so, you know, like, that's, she might not be the influence I want to bring to the daughter. You know, so let me, uh, well, and that's what I mean about purposeful, <laughs> right? Work, that's so. what I mean about, like, like, you know, just making sure that my choices are going to benefit my kids, you know? For sure. And, and I just, I see you identifying so much as a businessman and as a father. And it's almost like, hey, that's plenty like there's a lot you know some people just have enough and with you know I don't I don't think that we all need to always be in some kind of other relationship I'm, I'm perfectly I'm happy that I'm that I'm married again but I was I was you know I was okay as a solo like that I made that that lifestyle work for me you know yeah that's, that's me too I mean I, I've been I've been okay you know I'm, I'm still single and I just you know, I put so much energy into catering to the masses versus one individual. And at some point, you know, I hope that, you know, I, I will get in a relationship, but it would have to be someone that understands that I am the type of person that really, truly loves, you know, to help people. And sometimes it's hard for a woman to be in my space and realize she has to share me, you know, not only with my children, but she has also shared me with the world because whether it's a business owner I'm dedicating time to or a, a new artist or a project or you know a nonprofit I'm building out like there's there's things that I really want to do to impact other people and I need someone who can understand that and not want to distract from that and, and pull me from that so so it allows me to you know like you said I, I have a pretty full capacity and you know, I'm, I'm good you know I don't yeah, I'm pretty, and I got enough to keep myself occupied. I'm good. I love it. I well, I want to thank you so much for being here. I hope that, um, you know, some of the dads who can listen, even the moms who are able to listen to this, can get some takeaways that are going to improve their lives because that's why we do this. You know, that's what what I'm doing this for, and I think that's what you were interested in Definitely. when we were working together was improving the lives of parents who are parenting in situations that aren't necessarily traditional situations. I, I'm sure. just grateful that, that we had this time. So please come back. I know we're going to yeah, talk no, soon, but, but I would love to have you here regularly in our, in our little studio. Definitely. Anytime. Hey, thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Please follow us on Instagram at solo parent podcast for goodies and more content and tell your friends about us. Check our sister website, soloparentmag.com, for articles, resources, and advice. We're here to make your lives easier. The Solo Parent Podcast is recorded at Phosphor Studio and KCMO. It's produced by the shining Royce Diamond White, who's manning the recording studio, and a big shout-out to Jason Orange, Jesse Black, who pulled the strings here at Phosphor. Check them out at phosphorstudio.com. They're incredible. I'll see you next time. I'm Jolie Herman. Let me know what you want to hear about when you visit our Instagram page at Solo Parent Podcast. We might be solo, but we're not alone. Take care.